The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night that uh, I just simply answer all of your questions. You can text them in at 514-800. You can feel free to call in at 514-790-0800. If you're struggling with your relationship, if you have a, a sexually related question or you want to vent, or you have a mental health issue that you want to talk out, then do reach out. This is, uh, I mean, you could do that at the beginning of every show, but this one in particular, uh, we do this throughout uh, throughout the evening. Some people uh, prefer to email me, and you can do that too, to laurie at drlaurie.com. Uh, that's D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E dot com. So I got a couple of emails here that I want to share with you. I am one of your American listeners in Champlain, New York. I'm going through that delightful change of life, hot and cold flashes and not sleeping well at all. That was the theme last night, and I shared my own (laughs) issues with that. I want to tell you, I did not appreciate that poem last night. My vagina is not and never was a playground, and my anus is not a sewage facility. I am sure I'm not the only woman who was offended. He did not mean to offend knowing him. I'm telling you right now. Sometimes men need a good smacking, and I'm just the person to do it with pleasure. (laughs) That's from uh, Julia in Champlain, New York. Thank you for that. Uh, Good day, Dr. Laurie. I was listening to CJD this afternoon. I think it was Natasha Hall, and there was a debate, and we can have this debate right here on the show as well, uh, about a TV in the bedroom. This is something I recently been thinking about, but my husband is opposed, but he will watch things on the iPad in bed. You did comment, and I personally do not agree with your comment, but I love you anyway. Can you bring this up on the next Baby Boomer Show, please? We are boomers ourselves, and I would like to hear the Boomer panel opinion, which I will do that tomorrow night. I love your show, and as an added note, I was listening last night, and I'm going through what you are still. If he knows what's good for him, he will agree to a TV laughing. So uh, Natasha did reach out to me and I, I commented on Facebook, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I have a TV in my bedroom. Uh, so let me just uh, full disclosure here. I think if you're using the TV to avoid anything, that's a different story. If you're using the TV, I, I don't know, For those kinds of moments, the TV is used to put on music from the music station. Sometimes I like to watch. I put on the um, the fireplace thing. Uh, that's there. If you if you and your partner uh, are into watching erotic movies, that's also something you can do. It's just a question of. making sure that you create a space in your in in your schedule in your in your bedroom where it is about uh it's a it's a comforting and calming space to be able to enjoy intimacy it just requires discipline like you have to be you have to know to turn off the television or use it for a purpose that's conducive to the lovemaking so i'm not against putting a tv or having those kinds of restrictions i am I'm, I'm against this notion that oh the TV in the bedroom kills all lovemaking. I think if you're committed uh, and uh, 
to intimacy and to be intimate, then you'll tr- you'll know to turn off the TV when it's time and and really make that space more sacred. So I would love to hear from others, uh, and we can continue that debate. I, I'm sorry I wasn't able to to listen to uh, Natasha's show today to hear what people were saying, but certainly I'd like to hear from. Uh, from people here as well. Someone says the aquarium channel. I'll have to try that. That must be nice and soothing. I love watching fish. Uh, That's something that is actually quite soothing. Uh, I still have a big screen TV in my bedroom and I used it to use it to fall asleep with noise cancellation, cordless headphones. Now I have an iPhone, so I don't care anymore. Like I know that I like to fall asleep to noise uh, myself. Some people need, and maybe maybe it doesn't help me really, but uh, usually to unwind and after the show it can take me a couple of hours to like finally fall asleep. So I tend to watch a little bit of reruns of old shows and, and fall asleep to things that are um, familiar to me. So I don't, I, I'm not interested in things I've seen a thousand times. So, you know, I watch the big bang theory late at night and I know all the characters, I hear the voices and it just lulls me, uh, to sleep. So I can use it, um, for that. Uh, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Somebody else says, Oh, and the big screen TV is great for porn in the bedroom. Yes. And some people use it for just that. So again, it's how do we use the TV? Is the TV causing a problem in our relationship? If the TV was starting to cause a problem and you were avoiding sexual intimacy or you just kind of like, uh, I don't know, and you felt the TV had something to do with it, I'd say, you know what? Take it off the wall and put it away. Like, don't put the TV there. But if it's not, you can't make it just a general statement that everybody should have no TV in the bedroom. We just know we want the bedroom to be a place of comfort and and a place that can arouse the senses as well. You don't want, you know, if you think of a bedroom that's a, a big mess or or lots of things everywhere, it may not be conducive to to that. But if you if you use warm colors and you have comfortable bedding and uh, you can light some candles and you can play around with the lighting and the sounds, then that's uh, that's something you can do as well. Uh, good evening, Josh Laurie. Here's an old joke from Eddie Murphy. Okay, I, I, I'm not reading it ahead, so I hope it's not uh, too dirty. I don't see any dirty words here. A bear and a rabbit were taking a poop in the woods. The bear asked the rabbit, do you have any problems with poop sticking to your fur? The rabbit said no, so the bear wiped his bottom with the rabbit. With that image, have yourself a very pleasant evening. Thanks, thanks for poop imagery. Just what I needed. Uh, nice comments from Julia in the U.S. Uh, another one, timer on the TV so it goes off automatically. Yes, I couldn't live without my timer. I think that's uh, that's also really good. So uh, here's the question of the evening, and, and it's a continuation of this afternoon show. So if you uh, listen to this afternoon, let you can let me know your thoughts as well. Uh, the TV in the bedroom, is it a good idea or not a, a good idea? And how do you use the bedroom to your adve- like to help with sexy time versus how does it impinge on uh, that time, uh, the intimacy time? Love to hear some of your thoughts on that. Uh, let's see, quick uh, question here. This is an abnormal issue, but I need to know is P 
pee safe to drink? Didn't we have this a while back as well? Sometimes I've seen from adult movies that they play golden shower and let men or women drink his or her uh, her pee. So of course, what you're going to see in um, you know adult movies doesn't uh, mean that it's uh, what happens in in real life. The but the answer is. Uh, Generally, urine is actually safe to drink. Why would you want to? But, uh, you know, would you want to put it in your coffee every morning? No. But only if it's a healthy person's urine. 95% of our urine is water and the rest of it being waste products. Remember, you're still ingesting uh, waste products. If a person's kidneys are not working properly, then they're not filtering out the bad stuff. And at that point, if you're drinking the urine of someone who has a sexually transmitted infection, like gonorrhea or chlamydia or a bladder infection, Yes, it is dangerous. So beware is all you need to know. Beware. Uh, questions about uh, penises, unrequited love, and oh, so much more tonight. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's Trouble Tuesdays, so send in your questions, 514-800, or your comments. We're debating tonight, TV in the bedroom, is it good for your love life, or does it impede or impinge on your love life? I would love to hear your thoughts. Do you have a TV in the bedroom? Does your partner complain about having a TV in the bedroom? And full disclosure, I have a TV in our bedroom just saying. Uh, 514-800. Text writes in, hi, Dr. Lori, you have so much work to do on men from your passion platform. Holy geez, mother of God almighty. Myself and my two other girlfriends have the craziest dating site experiences. So I'm writing this nice guy and it's getting to the phone call stage. He asked me to text first so he can add me to his contact list. I text him at 9.30 p.m. No answer. At 6.30 a.m., my room lights up, text coming in. Him texting me. It's like, great, you woke me up. I didn't answer. I made sure I made sure to not call a new person after 10 p.m. to be curious, but 6.30 a.m. is a good idea to text, lol. He's already gotten to strike one, and we haven't talked. Maybe set the boundaries a little bit, or often people assume that you're on do not disturb. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've gotten calls at crazy hours from people wanting appointments yet. You know, they don't call during office hours. I'll call at any time. And I just learned to put my my phone on on do not disturb. It's uh, the simplest thing. Dr. Lori, single through all this, doing well, grateful for your show. Thank you means a lot. Oh, thank you. That's uh, I'm grateful for your uh, listenership. And the passion poem writes, that poem was meant to be funny. Sorry if I offended any women, particularly perhaps those experiencing a change of life. Yeah, be a little sensitive to us women experiencing a a big change of life and suffering through it and not sleeping. And I can go on and on, but uh, I won't. All right, here's this is a follow-up. This person has written in multiple times. You'll recognize it. I mean, the... It, this text is an update, but it's it'll say it all right there anyway. I am so weak. For weeks, I did not text him other than a friendly hello, how are you? But today, when I got home, I had water leaking from my washer, so I called him to help me. I could not get to the tap thing because it's behind the washer. He came over, pulled the washer out, and fixed everything. We agreed no sex, not even a coffee. Just help me and leave. 
I have not had sex since I was last with him. And like always, it was beyond amazing. He did not resist me at first, but I begged him just one more time, please. It was not just an afternoon delight. It was the best yet. I do not like friends with benefits. And he told me that is definitely not his thing. I do really like him kind, gentle, thoughtful, and everything a best friend should be and is and tells me he really likes me, but does not want a committed relationship with anyone. He has told her this on numerous occasions uh, from all the back emails I've gotten. I think the only way out is to break off even our friendship, but I desire him sexually and emotionally. This has never happened before in my life. You're describing what we would call unrequited love. Love, you, you have feelings for somebody and those feelings are not returned. Every, from every email you've sent me, all I see is hurt, hurt, and hurt. So yes, you have an hour, two hours of, of, of great fun connection, but it's painful at the same time because you want more and he's not willing to give you more. Um, and if you're doing this, holding on to hope that he's somehow going to change his mind, I don't think that's such a good plan. I think if you want to do the, take a silver lining out of this is that look at it as you thought this kind of thing wasn't possible. It is possible. This relationship has shown you that, Hey, you can care about somebody and have great sex with somebody. Uh, and so if it's not that somebody, it'll be somebody else, but give somebody else a chance, go out, be, I mean, maybe not now, but, uh, start, looking, you can look online, connect with people online, but at least find somebody who wants the same things that you do. So maybe now cutting off all contact is probably the best idea because clearly you have demonstrated to yourself that you cannot be just friends, that this is, you know, he, it's not enough for you. You keep saying it's, you want more, you want more. And he keeps saying, I'm not going to give you more. I'm not interested in more. This is it. And if you're offering up sex, he might take the sex. Um, but his conscience is clear because he's told you time and again that this is fine, but not uh, nothing committed and not interested in a, uh, in a relationship. So turn your energy elsewhere. Please turn your energy elsewhere. <laughs> Texter writes in trouble Tuesday, trouble for the passion poet. He's taking a beat down tonight. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh, right. Dr. Lori, if you were stranded at sea with no fresh water, your own urine is safe to drink for hydration up to four to six cycles through your body. Thank you. I, I have heard that. I imagine drinking your own urine is a different situation because if my own urine is infected with gonorrhea, say it's, a, I already have gonorrhea. So uh, by drinking it, I'm not getting more gonorrhea. You know what I mean? So that, that kind of, uh, makes sense. Uh, text right 6 30 AM text. Maybe he just left the house and could not text you while his wife was beside him. Okay. That's that, that, that's devious and looking like you're not trusting that the guy is a single guy, but you, listen, you never know on this show. We have had people write in with those very stories, you know, uh, meeting guys on 
uh, online on dating apps, you're, you assume that they're single and they're not. And some women have outright just asked guys, are you married? And some have said yes. <laughs> so, you know, you just, uh, maybe you never know. And it, it's, it's good to double check. And actually, if you're looking for patterns, like some people have discovered this through, you know, he never asks me to his house or we only see each other in, uh, on certain days or certain hours. I'm not allowed to call, you know, between this time and that time, or he doesn't answer text between that time and that time. Like if you see patterns emerging, you might want to, you could question it at some point. I mean, I, I hate to be like, I don't operate that way in life in terms of being suspicious of everybody. And maybe I should be more suspicious. Um, you know, looking for like somebody's out to screw me all the time. And I don't mean that in the literal, uh, way, um, that it would be hard to kind of live happily. I think, right. If you're always thinking somebody's going to do something bad. So, I tend to go with people have good intentions unless I'm proven otherwise. But when, but again, I'm not in the dating world. And when you're in the dating pool, I think you have, you have to exercise more caution. You can't just expect everybody you meet is a great, is truthful, trustworthy, et cetera, et cetera. So do exercise caution, more caution than you might. If you're a person like me, I think you should uh, ask yourself the right questions and not easily be, uh, duped. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that seems to be the reality. I'd actually love to hear from people who are out there dating. What have been some of the things that like, where have they been duped? How have they been duped, uh, in, in that, uh, or scammed or any of that stuff? I'd love to hear some of those thoughts. And I think it's important to share simply because I want other people to be able to hear that they're what they need to be aware of really when they are doing the online um, dating thing. I'm 26. I had sex with one girl without protection and I got skin tags on my penile shaft. There, there are three and one is big and two are small. I'm afraid that I got the HPV virus. Now, what should I do? Is it extremely dangerous or is it okay? So generally, if you're talking about a skin tag, it's not the same as a wart. Okay. Skin tags happen. They are common and generally they're nothing to worry about, but you'd have to make sure that it's not a skin tag, uh, that it's a skin tag over an actual genital wart, which are caused by uh, the human papillomavirus, or maybe it's a herpes sore. I don't, I don't know. So you need to have your, your penis checked out by a medical doctor who can examine your genitals and rule out infection will tell you, yes, it's a skin tag, nothing to worry about, or this is a wart and needs to be, um, removed. There's actually a site online that I, uh, that I had found called skin tags on penis.com. It can't be any more clear than that. Uh, and it provides you with all kinds of information on what to do about skin tags. You don't want to cut them with scissors or anything like that. So you have to be, you have to know how to remove them. And that, that site will give you some information, uh, on, uh, on what you can do just about, uh, about skin tag, skin tags. I'm interested, uh, with anal sex or about anal sex. Is it safe and healthy for both, uh, 
man and uh, woman. Um, and then I got another question. I'll answer both together. But the other question was, what do you think about anal masturbation for men? Is it dangerous? What precaution should be taken? Is it also for heterosexual men? So anal sex or the insertion of a penis into a partner's anus is pleasurable for some and not so much for others. That's just the, the reality. Uh, some people don't even want to go there. They don't want to consider it. And other people will tell you they, uh, they love it, you know, and it, it, it brings them to orgasm, brings them great pleasure. So practicing anal sex safely is important, whether uh, alone or with a partner, because the, the anus isn't like the vagina. It doesn't produce the same kind of lubrication when aroused. And the skin of the anus is also much more fragile than the tissues of the vagina. So using a lubricant is a necessity. You don't want to damage tissues. So using a lubricant is very important. Also very important to go slow, relax. You need to be relaxed um, if you want it to be comfortable, if you want it to be pleasurable and not painful. Uh, using a condom is also really important. Uh, remember that because the tissues are fragile, they are prone to little fissures, little cuts, which puts people at risk for all kinds of sexually transmitted infections, including um, HIV. So if it's practiced safely and with a partner who is obviously consenting, then it's a healthy activity. When it comes to self-pleasuring of the anus, uh, that too is a healthy activity. Uh, obviously, hygiene is important, especially if you're going to be using toys. So wash your hands before, wash your toys, um, make sure you wash them before and, and after. Anal pleasure is for anyone who enjoys it. Liking it and liking the sensations has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. Absolutely nada, nothing. Coming up, your stupid sex story. This was uh, submitted to me, sent to me today by Brian. It wasn't his story, but one that just came out about Gwyneth Paltrow and her vagina candle. So I can't wait to share that one with you. That's coming up after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion CJD 800. Here's a stupid sex story about a stupid product, really. Uh, this smells like my vagina candle. I think we've talked about that before. That is the name of the candle. This smells like my vagina. That the actress pedals on Goop, her uh, website, Gwyneth Paltrow's website, exploded into flames in the living room of a UK woman who won this product in a quiz. This is according to The Sun. The candle exploded and emitted huge flames with bits flying everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. Uh, they threw the flaming candle out the front door. It could have burned the place down. It was scary at the time, but funny looking back that Gwyneth's, Gwyneth's vagina candle exploded in my living room. Paltrow, 48 years old, launched the $75 candle, $75, uh, emitting her private scent in uh, January of exactly a year ago right now. 
the scent scent notes include geranium, citrusy, bergamot, and cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrite seed, according to her online store. Half those things have no idea what they are. This candle started as a joke between perfumer Douglas Little and Gwyneth Paltrow, reads the website. The two were working on a fragrance, and she blurted out, oh, this smells like a vagina, but evolved into a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent. That's what says on the Goop website. Uh, a Goop spokesperson told the Post in a statement that the candle that the from that UK woman wasn't purchased through the outlet, so we aren't able to verify its authenticity. However, the factory that manufactures the Goop um, t- the the Goop X Heretic candles is certified by the National Candle Association of America, which regulates that candles meet stipulated safety guidelines and safe and yeah safety guidelines. As a precaution, we've alerted the manufacturer to the woman's issue and have also reached out to her to send her some Goop products to help pass the days in quarantine. What like the vagina egg? which is also bogus. <laughs> so that's our stupid sex story. Uh, TV in the bedroom. Uh, TV in the bedroom. I remember watching Carson in bed with my wife. was fun, actually. Dr. Lori, my name is Derek, and I do not have a TV in my bedroom. If I did, I'd never leave the place. In the living room, TV, internet, whatever. Bedroom is for bed, and whatever happens beneath the covers. And that's okay. Like everybody, I'm not judging anybody who has a TV or doesn't have a TV. I'm just concerned and asking whether the TV has an impact on your sex life, right? So a lot of people say, if there's a TV in the bedroom, then we're going to tend to watch TV and not, and maybe, you know, not have some sexy time or sex time or whatever. Uh, is that in fact uh, true? You know, you can also cuddle in bed and watch a movie together, and and like it's to me, it's how disciplined you are and what you what you do with it, not the fact that it is there, right? Um, so it's funny. I went to get what I thought was a wart removed, and the medical professional said it might not be a wart as it is tiny. Maybe it is a skin tag. Well, if the doctor wasn't worried enough to test it or biopsy it or figure out if, or thought it was a sexually transmitted infection, then it was most likely a skin tag. And they see lots of this, like uh, skin tags on the penis on the shaft is quite common. It's not uncommon. So it probably was that. And on dating, I dated a guy for about a month. There were times he would take forever to return my call or would not respect an agreement to see a movie or going to the cottage. I could not figure out his responses. They were so far out there until I figured out he was an alcoholic going on binges. I stopped dating, but sadly just saw him on the news two nights ago, now homeless 10 years later. That's a sad story. I have to say that that sad story. Maybe Gwyneth, Gwyneth's vagina explodes when orgasm candle is just proving it's a Gwyneth authentic candle. Ha ha. Uh, All right. Here's an interesting question just got by email. Is it appropriate to tell a person, and I quote, happy anniversary to your dad when I just finished telling her not to text me on my dad's anniversary day of his passing? I would never say to a person, 
happy anniversary on anyone that passed away. There is nothing happy about a passing of your dad or mom on an anniversary. Does she owe me an apology for saying such a stupid thing? So I don't know about the, um, the owing of apologies. Some people say things because they are clueless about what you say or don't say in circumstances like that. Oftentimes, especially when it comes to death and things like that, people often don't, don't know how, or don't know what to say. What's the, the proper thing to say. I think uh, let's give this person the benefit of the doubt she was maybe telling, wanted to come, you know, knew that you were commemorating the anniversary of your uh, father's death. Didn't have other words, but happy anniversary, which is what you say on other anniversaries. So let's just give her the benefit of the doubt. Because if you hold grudges for silly things that people say, I'm pretty sure she didn't say anything to a it, it wasn't meant to be offensive. Uh, look at people's intent before you get mad at them. Ask yourself the question, do you, was she intending to be hurtful and, and stupid on purpose? No, it was probably just an insensitive comment that she didn't realize was insensitive, but Hey, as a, you can point it out, you're allowed to say, you know, I kind of didn't appreciate the, the happy anniversary part, maybe that, you know, you didn't mean to offend me or anything, but you should know it's not really the kind of thing to say. So th that's as far as I would go, but staying mad at somebody for having said the wrong thing without intending to be hurtful, um, I think it's just going to eat you up inside. And why... Why do that uh, when it can be settled? You know, uh, like if I said something that was maybe construed as inappropriate without knowing it, and somebody said to me, you know, that wasn't really appropriate, or I didn't appreciate that comment, my immediate reaction would be, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I you know, thank you for pointing that out to me. I'm sure not to make that mistake again in the future for anybody. So uh, I think you can give the people, you can give people a, a benefit of the doubt. You got me thinking now, what can you say? My friend's mother died December 30th, 30th last year. All I asked him was how he was doing on December 30th of this year. And that's good. Uh, what I do is I will call uh, somebody when I know it's the anniversary and I will say, I'm thinking about you today. I know today is hard. I'm thinking about you. Uh, my prayers are with you. Um, sending you love today, uh, whatever it is. Those are the kinds of things that you might want to uh, to say. Certainly not, you know, happy anniversary. But yes, thank you for uh, for bringing that up. I think. Look, a lot of people have. They don't know what to say. That's the reality, right? And so some people say nothing, or some people say things that may not the other person may not find appropriate. All right, here's an email, and I, I actually had the time to look this up, so I have something I want to um, to share. I'm 300 pounds, six foot, 27 year old male with issues staying hard. What can I do to fix this? Now I know there's a relationship between weight and um, erectile dysfunction because it can contribute. So, and I went on the Weight Watchers site 
weightwatchers.com and they had an interesting description of a study, which I thought was very good. They write, the effects of lifestyle changes on erectile dysfunction were the subject of a landmark two-year Italian study, uh, blah, 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 in 2004. This study took a group of 110 men between 35 and 55 who all had some degree of erectile dysfunction. All the men who took part were obese, but otherwise healthy and were divided into two groups. The first group was given detailed and individualized advice, reducing their total body weight by 10% and more healthy food choices and by increasing physical activity. The second group was given general information about a healthy diet and exercise. By the end of the study, the BMI of men in the first group decreased more than the BMI of in the second, in the first group, there was a 22% improvement in erectile dysfunction and 31% of the same men reported being at a level that no longer categorized them as having erectile dysfunction compared to the second group, which was at 6%. So clearly the recommendation is improve your lifestyle overall, have a medical checkup, Make sure you don't have underlying issues. Discuss these issues with your uh, physician. And a healthy lifestyle means also losing weight, exercising, and doing all the things that are good for our cardio health and our blood flow. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. A couple of text responses to some things that we had discussed earlier. People see anniversary and just say congrats. That is the point of social media. No one matters. I don't know if that, if no one matters, I, sometimes on social media, we see posts of this is the anniversary of such and such is passing. And we have to take the time to kind of read through it before we respond to it. But I don't think no one matters. I think lots of people matter. It's just a question of reaching out to, to people. And it's just a lot, it makes it a whole lot easier to show your presence to others on uh, social media rather than call them by phone or, or what have you. I have a similar experience with unrequited love, AKA a body partner. I'm not sure if I understand this correctly. When I told this person that I discovered self-love and respect through a spiritual awakening, my decision was respected and reinforced. That may be an act of love to put another's desire to be celibate over one's pleasure. It makes me admire him even more. So who is the one who decided to be celibate, you or him? So I'm assuming it's you and that he respected your desire is what I'm, I'm getting. Dr. Lori, this might be a fun light idea for future humor inserts in shows using any song title followed with the words, under the blankets, i.e. let it be under the blankets. Let's spend the night together under the blankets. It's uh, sounds like fun. Yes, we can certainly have fun. Uh, let's see. Dr. Lori, I am uncircumcised and find I'm way too sensitive and come fact about this. What I think is whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised does not matter in terms of sensitivity or in terms of uh, premature ejaculation. When you say you come fast, what does that mean? Give me a number of minutes or number of thrusts. Is it under a minute? If it's under a minute of thrusting, 
then you might be you would be considered premature. Is it under ten thrusts? Also considered premature. So part of it would be um, to find out what is the cause. Is this something that's always been this way? Uh, some men have have happened to have a higher sensitivity threshold. Like it's something neurological for some men uh, in terms of their sensitivity. So I can understand that. So we can think about things that you can try. You can do a numbing ray or gel on your penis and then put a condom on it um, so that you don't numb out your, uh, your partner. So that's certainly something that you can try. You can try some exercises own to try to prolong it, which you then move to, uh, with your partners. Um, but this would involve like some, uh, what we call, um, stop and start techniques. So you would, uh, you would start off with your own hand with no lubrication and you would get to, uh, close to the return again, take some, a few deep breaths, then start up again. And then, and then you just keep doing that and you prolong it that way. You're kind of training your penis for some people though, all those exercises may not work. And those may be the ones who have high sensitivity issue. Um, so, uh, for people like that, there are, once they've tried all the other methods, uh, medication, there is a medication that can help. It's not a medication all because there's no specific, at least in Canada yet available, a medication to treat pre, uh, premature ejaculation. But we do know that, and studies have been done to show that if you give somebody a low dose of an antidepressant, so not enough to treat depression, but just enough to induce the side of those of you who are, are suffering from depression and take antidepressants, you may have noticed that it takes a lot longer for you to ejaculate. And that's because it is a side effect. So just like Viagra, when Viagra came to be, it came to be because it was first made for heart patients. And they discovered that these patients who were being given Viagra had these uh, erections. And so they you know, started using this for, uh, to treat erections. And the same thing is happening for premature ejaculation. We noticed that in uh, depressed patients, they, uh, they may have trouble uh, reaching uh, orgasm. So in a low dose without somebody who's not depressed, uh, it can also induce those same uh, side effects of delaying ejaculation. So you're, you're going to have to talk to your uh, doctor about that. You what you may want to do is do some of your own research and bring that research to the doctor. Some doctors are not so familiar with sexual dysfunction. Uh, so you may want to be your own, uh, certainly your own advocate. Texture writes back under three minutes, but missionary lasts longer. So, un so most men will ejaculate by the way, between two and five minutes of intercourse. That's doesn't include all the preliminaries, all the foreplay, all, all the rest. So that's in the normal range, find the position that works best for you. And that where you have the most control. Try and focus on the sensations in your penis. Do not distract yourself. A lot of times people think if I think of something else, this will help. It actually has the opposite effect. You want to focus on what you're feeling so that you can be aware of that point of no return and stop the thrusting temporarily, do something else or change positions so that you can then um, 
continue. So distracting yourself or thinking about sports or your grandma or whoever is not going to work. Okay. Just remember that you've got to focus, focus on, uh, on what's happening in your penis. Uh, text writes, and I've done the slow down or stop thing to prevent ejaculation, but only because it pisses my wife off if I come too soon. Otherwise, I would prefer to get to that moment sooner than later. Well, I get it. And, you know, some women are on the opposite side. They're like some of their men take way too long. And for women who are not orgasmic through intercourse, don't want to have long 20 minutes of thrusting. They just don't. So it becomes painful for them because they dry up and, and such, and they, they get their orgasms through the clitoral stimulation and through the foreplay or the afterplay and not necessarily through the intercourse. So they don't need you to last uh, that long. And then for other women, that it, it is their preference, right? To the, the intercourse is what they do like. So, uh, if your wife, you know, maybe there are times when it's okay, she doesn't need you to last a little longer, but if you can control yourself to the point where when you ejaculate, when you want to, uh, that's pretty good control. Uh, if you can slow, <laughs> slow it down <coughs> and do it when you when you want to, or when it's good for, uh, for your wife. So I hope all of this information is, uh, is there, uh, text writes, and I actually make an event out of my loved ones passing. I light a candle and take time to remember them. Maybe the person who said happy anniversary celebrates people's lives. That's an other, uh, another very good point. Maybe in their head, they were uh, thinking that you were celebrating their life. And maybe that's where the um, person just said, you know, happy anniversary. I'm sure they didn't mean that it was a happy, happy time. So don't take too much um, offense to that. I'm a 48-year-old male who has been dating a woman for three years now. Our sex life is active and is enjoyable. However, I don't find that I'm capable of finishing with her during intercourse. Ah, the opposite problem. I lose sensitivity and must resort to, a, to other means to finish. This is concerning for me, but more so for her as she feels inadequate. I will tell you at this point that I'm in the lifestyle and have been for a while, meaning they're swingers. I don't seem to have this loss of sensitivity when on a play date with other couples. I'm curious as to whether it might be the stimulation of having a different partner, bingo, or whether or not my attraction to my current partner is just not as healthy as it could be. Please let me know your thoughts. So I don't have the whole story here. Remember, I'm responding to... <laughs> I'm responding to limited information always. Okay. So yeah, everything has to be taken with like, uh, I don't want to say like so much like a grain of salt, basically it's only a one-sided quick, uh, response to the limited information that, that I'm getting here. So, but I'm going to give you a couple of ideas to, to, to like try on. Okay. So it, it's certainly possible that being with the same partner over the long term may not be as arousing to you or as exciting as being with a completely new partner, especially considering that you, you are swingers and you get new, like, you know, it's like a buffet, right? You, you, if you're having steak every day, uh, sometimes you might want to try, you know, lobster. I don't know. So it may not be as, uh, as exciting, but it doesn't mean that it's anything your partner is doing 
or not doing, uh, nor does it change how you feel about her. As far as the attraction to your partner, I'm, I don't know what's in your head. You're the only one who knows what's in your head. Um, sometimes we can be very attracted to our partners, but our bodies don't necessarily respond as we uh, as we expect them to. The other th angle is you got to look at, has anything changed with your current partner? She's lubricating less. Is her vagina not as tight? Uh, so there's lots of things to consider here with very limited information, unfortunately. But if you want to talk about it, talk it out with somebody, I suggest you consult like a, a sex therapist. Alrighty. Uh, that's it for me. I'm still getting some texts. I'll get to them first thing tomorrow, uh, before the show. So uh, beginning of the show, thank you so much for sending in your questions by email, by text. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, connect with me through my, uh, website, drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. And that's where you'll also find all the podcasts of the past shows as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CT. TV national news. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>